chat with the mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani, and this is Chat with the Mayor. This is your opportunity to ask me any questions that you want. And uh, in the day and age that we live in, we're going to do it a little different than I think you'd find on 80% of uh, maybe 85% of the media outlets in this country. We'll let you ask any question that you want. Uh, We don't uh, practice censorship here and therefore cut out 90% or so of the subjects like was the election uh, stolen? Is uh, President Biden uh, demented? Uh, what did he mean when he said at a fundraiser that uh, we're headed for Armageddon? Uh, these are all the things that are uh, either entirely suppressed by the Biden state media or they are covered very, very euphemistically or lightly. Uh, because uh, we live in a uh, era of um, pretty much suspension of the First Amendment. I would say more than at any other time in American history. I've been searching history as much as I can uh, with the time that I have, looking for an era in which as much uh, news content has been blocked and uh, suppressed and kept behind an iron curtain of censorship, and I can't find them. Uh, some very dramatic, like the hard drive, which would have been extremely important to Americans because the hard drive, very simply, which I am an expert on, since I'm the one who got it and turned it over to the New York Post, demonstrates um, conclusively that Joseph uh, Biden, the President of the United States, has been taking money uh, from uh, foreigners and others to influence his office for at least 30 years. His son clearly admits it, describes the scheme in great detail, and the records are there. Well, that was suppressed uh, almost completely. So now let's get to, uh, let's get to your questions. To, to call in, you go to 888-627-6008. Six zero zero eight. That's toll free. Eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight. Or if you're calling, uh, particularly if you're calling overseas, three two three seven two four four eight five one. And um, call us with any uh, any any uh, questions that you have. I'm going to suggest a, a topic to start with uh, because I think it's a topic that needs discussion, and that is Biden's capability to carry out the responsibilities of the office of president of the United States, which I would imagine none of us would disagree about is the most complex job in the world, the most consequential job in the world. Uh, He, like, uh, I guess, like Putin and possibly the... um, the dictator of China, uh, uh, Xi Jinping, uh, they they uh, have the capacity to destroy the world. So let's take um, let's take our first call. And this is Antonio, I believe. Joel, I am here. Joel. 
How are you, Joel? How are you? Nice to nice to hear your voice again, Mr. Mayor. You sound uh, much better today than yesterday. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, sometimes I talk too much. Yesterday I was in the Columbus Parade, and I was singing Italian songs, and it ruined my voice, and it also drove many people from the parade. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, try to get a, a, a recording of that. Um, oh, no, your analysis <laughs> of Columbus was, was spot on. Yeah, you're not. I'm doing everything I can. To, I'm trying to suppress the recordings of my voice. But go ahead. Tell me what you, what's on your mind, Joel. Do you mind telling us where you're from? <clears throat> sure. Uh, so hello to everybody that's here on the call. I'm, I'm actually uh, calling from uh, close to the Sea of Galilee in in Israel, and I'm originally from Pennsylvania. Actually, I'm embarrassed to say, but I, I I'm, uh, did live in Braddock for a while, but I don't really want to go down that route. Well, so Joel is my, I should tell, I should tell everyone listening that Joel is my unofficial uh, Middle East correspondent. Uh, he's been calling my uh, WABC radio show uh, quite frequently over the last year and a half. And he gives me a great deal of information about what's going on there, but he also is quite knowledgeable about I don't know. It seems silly to say the shenanigans of the uh, Biden family, the criminality of the Biden family. So, Joe, what's on your mind today? Well, thank you. Um, you know, first of all, if the folks are listening, and Mr. Mayor, maybe you can pull this up too, or your staff. By the Lord's hand, if anyone Googles right now, Joe Biden plus China hustle, or Hunter Biden plus China hustle, on every phone and computer on planet Earth, somehow seven of the articles are about me, and that's because. I've been following the biblical command to pursue justice for the last 11 years. I unknowingly stumbled into what I believe was a massive multi, multi, multi-billion dollar stock fraud um, that they made. Mark Cuban produced a movie about a few years back called The China Hustle. There mm-hmm. have been 300 companies uh, deregistered by the Securities and Exchange Commission. And I spearheaded several court judgments. Um, and I learned... Uh, the hard way that none of those court judgments um, really uh, mounted to anything. They were won, but the Chinese and the CEOs that were involved in the fabricated accounting didn't pay on any of those. Somehow, tens of billions of dollars disappeared. Um, so when uh, when um, Mayor Giuliani uh, was on the Maria Bartiromo show about a year ago, no, two years ago now, and started the podcast, Everybody was speaking about President Trump's Russian state. It was a fake uh, accusation, of course. There was a fake Russian collusion. And uh, Mayor Giuliani was on with Maria Bartiromo. And he said, well, this is a really Ukrainian, Biden-Ukrainian collusion. And he had an affidavit from Victor Shokin. So I took the affidavit of Victor Shokin and I put it on Hunter Biden's docket in Arkansas in his baby mama case with London Roberts as well as several of the court judgments like mine that were worthless. Uh, over the last 11 years, hundreds of Americans contacted me who also invested in Chinese companies that lost, some of them lost their life savings. There were retirees that had invested. And are these, are and they these were also companies, holding worth uh, court judgments. I hate to interrupt you, Joe, but are these companies that uh, the Biden uh, uh, company or comp- Chinese companies uh, uh, invested in or were involved with? No, not that I, not that I know of, but what I, uh, it's a great question. And I did make a leap by making the conjecture 
in that court filing that um, the disappearance of the hundreds of billions of dollars was somehow connected to the Chinese Communist Party. Because when I was in China on three different visits, I learned that many of the CEOs were not the final decision makers, that there was some higher up in the CCP. So um, not directly, but possibly indirectly. And that's why I'm intrigued when um, you speak about a RICO case, because it's very hard when the black box that's China to know where that money went and, and how it disappeared. I, I know some of it probably just went into um, the vices of many of the CEOs down in Macau, China, um, you know, who, who had similar behaviors as, uh, as the president's son. But I guess, Mr. Mayor, you know, I've lost hope. I, I, I'm, I'm in my 50s. I lost everything I'd saved since I was 30. I feel like I've done my part to warn other people about Chinese investments. Um, they did an episode about my story on Blaze TV with Kevin Freeman. And when you speak about a RICO case, I somehow maybe sometimes have hope that people that were defrauded like me would have some pathway to recovery. And, and that's yeah, actually a receiver. Yeah. Your, your uh, uh, victimization, uh, how, how is it connected, if at all? You know, Hunter Biden and uh, Devin Archer, and uh, at one point, uh, at one point, uh, you know, several, several others uh, in Bohai Harvest had an interest in a company where the Bank of China was a part. And... Uh, that was probably their primary vehicle. Although then there were many others like CECP that they put together where Joe Biden himself was going to get 10%. Was, were any of those companies involved? Well, there are so many layers of shelves that it, that it was very yes, hard for the receiver to do any real discovery, to be honest. He, he was, it's so opaque that he couldn't really see where the money went. And, Nobody, to my knowledge, has has done any serious investigations on on this. So I can't say directly, but I'm hoping that if there are folks listening, or, or that if like you know, uh, Congressman Comer has been on um, Maria Bartiromo show a few times this week. Yes, that they yes. will do a deep investigation. Well, there's no there's no question that the Chinese government has been involved with and without the Biden family and with other American politicians in defrauding many, many American companies and people. I, I can't even begin to estimate the amount. I have a feeling for it with regard to the Bidens because of the hard drive. But the hard drive is only one of a number of uh, uh, computers that Hunter had. And I can't even tell you what percentage that it makes up of the, of the total amount of money but you can very safely prove about $31 million going from the Chinese communist government to the Biden crime family from about 2015 to 2019, maybe early 2020, $31 million. Uh, there are other estimates that I can't prove, but journalists would probably find this substantial enough to write about if they were honest, that probably doubles that amount of money. But if I were going to go to court with a racketeering case, I'm quite confident I could prove 
the $31 million went from high-level members of the Chinese Communist Party to Hunter Biden. And of course, I would, I would say uh, to anyone out there, if you don't think that was for Joe Biden, you're stupid. Because the Chinese are not stupid. And they're not paying a um, lifelong, uh, totally uh, degenerate drug addict that kind of money. When his father is the vice president, that's clearly who it was, who it was designed for. You know, Mr. So Mayor, right. um, on on the, one of the one of the episodes with uncovering the truth with Dr. Maria a few months ago, you were uh, the the term was called um, Guangxi. Guangxi, uh, yes, that's, that, it that's seems a very that the Chinese thing, were more interested in. This is just their cultural value. For them, it's not such a sin because that's just how they operate. That they have, and, and Miranda Devine has pointed this out, the princelings, but they don't have the respect for the U.S. court judgment. I agree with your estimate about the Bidens between 30 to 60 million. I just hope that somebody will start to look at these companies that disappeared, 200, 300 companies that the SEC deregistered and who the SEC chairmen were at the time that just continue to allow this formulaic systemic fraud to go on because that's, that's estimated in the 10 to $200 billion. So that was a small price for them to pay. And there's an article, one more piece of this, is that John Solomon, along with Frank Gaffney, did, did articles a, a while back, especially John Solomon, maybe if you speak to him, that there was some memorandum of understanding that Joe Biden had when he was vice president that they could use Chinese concepts of accounting. So I remember, I remember that. I remember the article. And I mean, the reality is that the tremendous... Uh, unbelievable protection of Joe Biden, which is, um, I think, unprecedented in American judicial history, comes about because there are an untold number of American politicians, in addition to the Bidens, who have feasted off China. I mean, what, what China has done is attempt to buy us. By, by us, I mean the United States. We know they've bought a lot of American corporations because of uh, the, the Chinese market, direct bribes, basketball players who promote China, ignore the unbelievably dastardly human rights violations. Uh, but they've bought American politicians, too. And if it opens up, uh, just like Ukraine, I mean, it'll be, it'll, it'll be far great. Ukraine will be small amounts of money compared to China. You know that. And that's why that's why they are protecting it to the point of absurdity and why they're trying to destroy me, among others. John Solomon, they've been taking my iCloud since they went, went surreptitiously. The FBI went and took my iCloud the day I began representing Donald Trump, which is really a sign of their fear that I would uh, uh, start revealing how they've been involved. Well, thanks, Joe. We'll keep in touch. You are a real, real resource, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you very Before much. Before you go to your next caller, could I ask one quick favor, Mr. Mayor? It'll only take half a minute. Of course. That's why we have this show, so we can talk at a little greater length and get into get into things a little bit more. My, my, my birthday was last week, and if, if 
could you have, could you Google now Joe Biden trying to hustle and read that letter that I wrote to the SEC for even maybe not the whole letter, but a sentence of it just so that'd be a great birthday present to me. If you Google Joe Biden trying to hustle, it's a comment to Joel Kaplan. Right great now, like right is, uh, I will Google. I'm surprised. I am. I am. I am surprised they keep it on. Uh, keep it on. Me so you want me to? You want me to Google Joe Biden a China hustle? Exactly. Yeah, it's a small miracle I received from the Lord. <laughs> Joe Biden, China hustle. Would you recommend that people see the movie? Or is it, good uh, movie. Well, the first thing that comes up, I will tell people who should be doing it with me, is comments of Joel Kaplan on emerging markets, sec.gov. That's the first item that comes up. Is that what you want me to look at? Yep, that, that's, that was my one of my letters to the SEC. At this point, I got a little sarcastic with them, hoping to wake them up about what was going on. And there's one right below uh, it, right below it, that says the real risks of Chinese investment. China Hustle 2.0, CloudFront.net. Uh, Joel Kaplan has become an expert on Chinese companies uh, that had been trading on NASDAQ. Um, unfortunately, his loss has become a case study, and then it goes on to describe it some more. Support victim the, um, China Hustle. From Kevin Freeman on Economic Learning. There's a review of the movie. Defrauded investor wants Hunter Biden's bank records. That's you. Daily Mail. Yep. That was from the court filing that I did after I was at the Western Wall, and I had seen. I was watching on my phone. I, you were on the Maria Bartiromo show, and that's when I put Victor Shokin's affidavit on Hunter Biden's docket. We should and tell Victor Shokin that. that Victor Shokin was the Ukrainian prosecutor who was prosecuting Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's partners and the oligarch organized criminal who ran uh, Hunter Biden's company, Mykola Zloshevsky, who uh, had stolen fifteen, twenty billion dollars from uh, Ukraine while he was a government official, par- partial, by the way, to Russia. So when we talk about the Bidens in Russia and Ukraine, in this particular case, Joe Biden was being paid by. A, uh, a Ukrainian who was loyal to uh, Vladimir Putin. And uh, there's no question that this payment was for Joe Biden to intercede and protect his company. That, that, uh, those questions have been resolved by the hard drive, and that's probably why they suppressed it. But here, here's your letter. I'll read the first paragraph, and then people hopefully will go read it, okay? And it's October 27, 2020. Here's your birthday present. Good news for you lying comics. I like to start. The SEC is not going to take action in the China hustle and all the related companies that the SEC deregistered for another few years or maybe decades or maybe never. So you can continue to write blank checks and fund your government and the CCP and the PLA. Yes, it is okay. Just submit fabricated accounting without PCAOB oversight, and then you can bribe our political elites. Once the money is repatriated in China, you guys have it. We can't do anything. So happy news for you, sad for us. Uh, this is really worth people taking a very, very good look at. And thanks, Joe. And we'll talk a lot more both on this show and, and, and the other. And uh, maybe I'll just give people a few comments on China. 
I mean, if you if you are um, if you are in any doubt uh, that China is uh, dead serious about displacing us as the world's leading country, well, then uh, shed your doubts. Uh, uh, Xi Jinping uh, gave a speech now four or five years ago, marking uh, 2048 as the date on which China will pass the United States as the most significant economy and military in the world. Now, um, they have passed us with regard to the Navy. Probably, I mean, many of you probably don't know that China has a bigger Navy than the United States. And uh, China just has to really, uh, really fight a one ocean war. We have to fight a two ocean war. And and, uh, we should have double the size of the Chinese Navy if we're going to be able to contain China, Russia, North Korea, Iran, Venezuela, and some of the other South American countries that are now going communist. Uh, This is the way we did it. <clears throat> this is the way we did it with Ronald Reagan and the way we did it with John Kennedy by having a massive military that, although they didn't show it, frightened the living daylights out of them. Well, you know, Joe Biden has decimated that military. Uh, a lot of emphasis on defund the police. He's defunded the military in this ridiculously irresponsible budget that he's passed. Then has the American people, uh, some of them driven into poverty because of inflation. He literally reduced the money he's given to the military. He reduced it because, although he, he pretty much wrote uh, increased spending in most agencies anywhere from 12 to about 40 percent, he increased spending in the military by only 2 percent, which given inflation is about a 6 to 8 percent decline. So uh, China is building up the military at record uh, numbers, and they're getting the help of the United States contracting its military. Um, we'll go into great detail on this, but there are two things that have to be looked at with Joe Biden. That is part of the major suppression that goes on of news. And this, this to me is close to treasonous. And that is the connection between all the money that Joe Biden and his family got from China. And then the completely incomprehensible decisions that he made that favor China and put the national security of the United States in tremendous peril. But we'll talk about that as much as you would like, because this is something you have to be aware of. And you've got to vote us out of this problem. So let's move on. And uh, we have, um, do we have Antonio? Hello? Antonio? Yes. Uh, Mayor? Yes. How are you, Antonio? Oh, it's nice to, nice to talk to you. I've talked to you before. Uh, I, li- I actually live in uh, Orange County. Oh, Orange uh, County, New York, New York or California? Yes, New okay. York. Yeah. Yes, I've been to the city. It's a stone throw away. But my question is, as, well, most Americans probably don't know, you ran in 1989 and lost to David Dinkins, but then beat him in 93. Uh, my question you, is, do you... That's correct. That, Yes. Do you think that maybe Adams is a shock to the city that Dinkins was that will allow a Republican to win? Maybe your son. 
Well, my son, people should know, ran for governor. Uh, he lost in the primary to a very fine candidate, Lee Zeldin, who he is now very strongly supporting. Because my, my son is 36, uh, 37, I'm sorry, and it was his first run for office. But he, he gave a really terrific accounting of himself. Uh, with very little money, he came in second against um, people who had run for governor before. And um, I think had he had he been funded properly, it, it would have been a different situation great for him because like me he lost his first race like many people he lost his first race he's learned a lot from it and uh there can't be a more loyal supporter of lee zeldin than my son do i think my my son could run against or Adam, curtis or curtis, curtis or also. any number of i do think uh well i i, I said this before i'm not sure i'm not really sure of this but i wouldn't uh, dismiss the notion that if the Curtis Sliwa um, Adams election were run today, Curtis would win. So remember, uh, Adams' last approval rating, and they stopped publishing them now, is below 40%. I mean, that's as low as Biden. And that is unusual for somebody in office only six months. But he's done, he's done the thing that hurts you the most as a politician. He really ran and won on one issue, and that was that because he had the background of being a policeman, uh, that he would lower crime. And crime is up almost 40 percent. There is a slight decline this year in murder, but that keeps getting wiped out with weeks like about two weeks ago or one uh, a, a day two weeks ago when 17 people were shot that day. And then, and then nine the next day. Uh, so that's that that decrease in murder uh, doesn't cover the fact that over the last three years, murder's gone up about 25%, even with that decrease. On the other hand, crimes like grand larceny are up 60%. Auto theft is up 60, 65%. Uh, violent crime in general is up about 40%. And remember, most people, although they are frightened when they hear the murder numbers, are not affected by it. When we had, out, when we had outrageous numbers for murder, like under Dinkins, there were 2,000. But that's in a city of 8 million people. Now, I think there was around like 500,000 carjackings in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is we're getting to the point where everybody in New York is touched by crime. We're getting to the point where everybody either has had their car stolen, uh, their next-door neighbor has been hit in the head for no reason, uh, their purse has been stolen, they've been beaten. Um, these crimes are not isolated to the gang members. or the, the one thing that I've noted that finally the experts are paying some attention to, this is a different kind of crime, too. I do not remember significant numbers of pointless, random crimes. Now we're treated almost every night to a picture of someone going past someone else on the subway and knocking them in the head for no reason, or throwing them on the tracks. Or um, how about kicking the dead body? That was about three days ago. Somebody just spent five minutes kicking a dead body, not sure that the person was dead. Did they rob that man? Uh, No, somebody else had. 
Somebody else had yeah. robbed him, apparently, and killed him. He's un- partially under a, I thought it was a car. This guy sees it, and he goes over, and he starts hitting the guy with his shoe in his stomach, in his head. Yeah, how? I mean, you see one of those. I mean, the, the other day when I was doing radio, like yeah, I had three of those. Categorization of crimes. Yeah, or or uh, the, uh, gosh, I mean, I, I get them confused. There are so many. Somebody waiting for a bus gets hit in the back of the head and knocked down. Sometimes they steal a purse. Sometimes they just move on. Uh, random crimes. I mean, for no reason. The uh, EMS uh, 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 Lieutenant Allison. I mean, she she was stabbed almost twenty times. The guy didn't have a motive. No motive. Beyond imagination. He didn't know her. Someone would do that. He had nothing against the EMS or the fire department. She was a fire lieutenant. Now, posthumously a captain. She was stabbed to death. And so far, there's no reason for it. I believe that this emerges, and we'll talk at great length about this because I'm probably going to write a book about it, but I think this emerges from 2020. This is the this is the price that we paid for a summer of watching people act in a completely lawless way. Robbing, stealing, looting, and killing. And being um, just observed but not arrested by the police. This is what we get for giving up police stations to criminals. This is what we get when a police officer like retired Captain Dorn has to die to protect his friend's store because the police are not allowed to. So the criminals have learned there really is no policing. There's no preemptive policing. They're not going to stop them. They may come later and pick up the scraps and write up the reports. But look, look at how many, re- I mean, the retail crime in New York City and the other Democrat cities throughout the country is off the charts. No one has any fear of going into a retail store and stealing anything they want. Security there doesn't even stop you now because they might get killed. The police do not. How how often have you seen the police come in and interrupt theft in a retail store? I haven't seen it. Okay, when I was mayor, that was one of my ComStat uh, uh, goals. My goal was to change my police department from a police department that arrested people to a police department that prevented crime. I wanted them there when the crime was going on to stop it. That's too risky for a police officer today because when that happens, something can go wrong. And they know that the Democrat politicians, almost all of them, without exception, will turn on them. You name me a Democrat city that doesn't have a massive crime problem. I, I, I can't think of one. Uh, last year, 17, 17 of them last year set a record for murder. More murders than ever before in their history, including our great city of Philadelphia. More murders in Philadelphia than ever before. And uh, although New York and Chicago have a lot of murder, believe it or not, little Philadelphia has more murder than Chicago and New York combined. That's astounding. You realize how dangerous Philadelphia is? It's about 
30 times more dangerous than New York. It has a DA basically put in there corruptly uh, by, uh, by, by uh, Soros, who, who way back five years ago put up millions of dollars to elect him. From the day he came out on the job, he declines prosecution in about half of the police cases. The police have refused to work with him. The police have picketed against him. Even the crooked Democratic Party of Philadelphia didn't endorse him because their sons and daughters are getting killed because of Krasnick. But Soros put in $3 million and that was enough to elect him. Soros well, has done this me, in 30 to 40 cities. Personally, Curtis Lee Watt does have a chance that, to replicate what you did. Maybe not on the same crimes, but... He if does! If there's... Yes, and I will have I'll have Curtis on this uh, on this show as we move along because he has. Because I don't very, think very... the governor can fire the the uh, police commissioner, can he? Or the governor can fire anybody in the state. The governor can Sorry. fire just about anybody in the state without executing the law. The governor of New York has vast power; it's amazing, but he can remove uh, uh, the DAs. He can remove the mayor. Now, you get a hearing, but he can remove you. And the That would never pass the assembly, though. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to. It doesn't? If, if, uh, here's what Zeldin will do. I can guarantee you this. You elect Zeldin, you're going to turn it around on day one. Zeldin can remove Alvin Bragg with one letter. All it has to say is, I found that you are not enforcing the law as required by your oath of office, and you therefore are removed as district attorney, and I appoint X as the acting district attorney. So now Bragg is out, and he can have a hearing. Don't remember if it's 60 days or 90 days or a certain number of days. He can have a hearing before a court, and the governor can put before the court the ways in which he has not followed the law which I mean could take a year. There were so many, mm-hmm. and then we ha- and then we have to worry about it. You know whether we have a reputable, honest court, or we have a court because so many Democrats have made so many appointments, many of them crooked county leaders. You know what are the judges going to do? Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's why go. we need a new mayor in twenty twenty six. That's why they made a big mistake uh, two years ago in voting for Adams. And my plea to, to our fellow citizens in New York is don't make the same mistake. Would pay for play Hochul. Among other things, she's also a crook. Yes, learn from your mistakes, everyone in New York City, all the five boroughs. Yeah. I mean, do, but do we, uh, do we learn from our mistakes? I don't know. Look at, look at Pennsylvania. That guy Fetterman, can you imagine the guy running for mayor? The guy has never worked a day in his life. No, he worked a third of his a third of his uh, his uh, term as lieutenant governor just on the parole board to certify to let people out. Yeah, and his he lives with his parents. Yeah, and he can't talk because <laughs> he had a and he probably knew about the election fraud. He probably contributed to it. They all did, including Shapiro, the guy running for governor. I mean, Shapiro is one of the people responsible 
for Krasner in Philadelphia and all the people dying in Philadelphia. And the people of Pennsylvania are going to vote for him? you got to be crazy. No, no, no. If you, look, have you seen the latest Trafalgar poll? No. Uh, uh, tell he, me. He's within two points. I, I forget the name. What's the uh, person running against him? Are we talking about Oz? Yeah, Oz, Oz, yes. He's within, within two points. And the person said that there's voters, Republican voters, that are out there that we do not know of. That oh, our yeah, poll oh, is, is below. Yeah. Remember, Trump on election night was winning Pennsylvania by 800,000 votes. That's a, can't that, that. that. No, well, that, I mean, there are statisticians that will tell you that it was impossible to overcome that unless you created new votes. Well, let's <laughs> move. Let's... Their database. <laughs> well, we're going to take, we're going to take like the, like three, a... well, the three million people that are registered in, new, in the New York state without identification, their database. You know, you know, when uh, Biden got confused the other night about the poor, the poor congresswoman who died and he was looking for her in the audience. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you saw that, right? He's looking for yes, the, I did. the guy is so bad he's looking for dead people now. I think the reason is we're getting close to the election and he's counting on the dead person's vote. And they're also downplaying his birthday, which he turns eighty. Yeah, he's eighty going on hundred and twelve. Yeah. I mean every eighty year old I know is in much better shape than him. Yes. Yeah, dementia is not tied to an age. Absolutely not. I, I was on an airplane with Henry Kissinger a few years ago, and Henry was physically really having a tough time. And when he got down and sat next to me, I was really worried. I then had a two-hour conversation. It was like talking to Henry 30 years ago. I mean, he can still tell whether you like him or you don't like him or you agree with his policies. He, he could just recite the history of Iran for you. And he hasn't lost, he hasn't lost a beat, at least as of two years ago. And, oh, uh, I have a question. Who do you think is going to win tonight? Yankees or the, uh, what, what was what it? What are they now? The, the Guardians? Yeah, the Guardians. What, what, what are the Guardians? Are they like, is that a, like a condom or something? I, I have no idea, but I guarantee you it would be the Yankees. They really should. They're going to get 28 this year. I mean, you, can you believe changing your name from the Cleveland Indians to the Cleveland Guardians? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I must be embarrassing to play for that, too. I don't know. Well, mm. thank it you was, for It calling. was lovely talking to you, man. Yes, and it's nice that we have a you little extra time. time. We're going to take a, a two-minute break, and we'll come back with, uh, with a, at least one more call. And hang on. The number is 888 Six zero zero eight or three two three seven two four four eight five one. We will be back in, let's say, two minutes. Jolene, 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 Jolene. I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Jolene, 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 Jolene Please don't take him just because you can 
This is Rudy Giuliani, and you're on Ask the Mayor on BBC Radio. And you can always get us on Tuesdays and Thursdays, bbcradio.com, Ask the Mayor. And we'll be on uh, 6 to 7 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then on Thursday, we're going to follow it with a uh, discussion show involving the 2022 election and um, keeping you up to date on what's going on there. We now have a call from Tom. And if I am uh, correct, it's Tom Edison. Hello? Tom? Hello? This is Rudy Giuliani. Can you hear me, Tom? Mr. Mayor, this is uh, Tom Edison, actually a resident of Staten Island. And I'm also a host on BBS Radio for the last five years. If you're up in the early in the morning, check out my show. Uh, I 1 will. I will. Now, t- you got to tell me if you're related, right? You know. No, no. Second- uh, I don't have a direct relation to Thomas, the inventor, but I, in my own way, am also 
an inventor, inventor of solutions. And uh, before I ask you a question, let me just tell you, uh, I ran for president of the United States in the last four elections as a write-in candidate. Without money, I didn't get too much notoriety. I'm doing it again in 2024. I do it as an independent writing candidate. The basis is uh, I know how to, to solve all the problems because all the solutions are known already. Plus, I know how to take command of the situation, which qualifies to me to be the most qualified person ever to be the president. Well, and I just have to say about, something. How, I, I, I want to say something to you. Before, I'm going to ask you to please let me. Well, you can call back you know, on Thursday, too. I don't want you just to limit yourself to one of the things you can solve. You're already more articulate than the present president. Now, you're already ahead of him on on being articulate. I don't know you, but I can understand you. I I can't understand our present president. All right, let's forget about uh, Biden for, for a minute here. You said something interesting at the beginning of the show. I've been on hold uh, since the beginning of the show. Oh, I'm sorry, Uh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. But listen, you said something important about the president of the United States uh, being such a difficult job, okay? I'm going to prove to you in one sentence that I'm the most qualified person to ever be the president of the United States because I declare, and I'm telling everybody listening now, the president of the United States is the easiest job in the world if you know how to take command of the situation. And uh, that's what I'm an expert at. Believe me, I, I just want to talk on uh, 30 seconds on this, and then I got a good question for you. Listen, if I was the president of the United States, this is the first thing I would do. I would have a meeting the first day with the Congress and let them know I'm the boss, and I'm going to give you your orders what to do. And if you can't handle taking orders from the president of the United States, I want your resignation by the end of the day. You're going to say that to Congress? Yeah, absolutely, and I'll make well, them. Gives, what work. gives you the authority to tell Congress to read? Don't we have? Three well, uh, President of the United States has the authority to do that. Absolutely, no, doesn't. I know what it is to be a leader, make decisions. But let's move on. on. There's something important happening here in November. Okay, no, no, Tom. Let's stay with that one because we'll see if you can be president. I mean, you just violated uh, one of our most basic constitutional uh, principles: separation of powers. You, you don't no, I didn't violate me. anything. What I didn't violate day? anything. I have a right to tell order people what to do if they're no, in government and I'm the what head of the government. I can't force them to do it, okay? But I can oh, uh, act like a leader and uh, d- demand of them to do it, whether they do it or not. I see. Okay. Well, that's a little better, but I don't think that you're going to get off to a really good start telling them all to quit. Well, guess go what? Ahead. You what know, you, you got to start somewhere, but there's something important to talk about now. We have the November uh, yeah, 2020. That was kind of stupid. Nobody is talking. I don't think, uh, I'm not picking on you, but I haven't heard you say anything about it either. Nobody's talking about changing the crooked voting machines for starters, okay? Just for starters. How come? Nobody's talking about changing the voting machines. You know? I've talked uh, endlessly. I've talked endlessly about changing the voting machines. And but we need to talk about it now. You know, it, we're only like seven weeks away. We need to talk about it now. We can't go into another election with but the reality voting is machines. the reality is if you want to think of priorities, the reason that the last election, if it was fixed, was fixed. 
was really more the mail-in voting than the than the machines. There's no question. Yeah, regardless that of that, listen, there, here's my point. I found out from just listening to late night talk radio, uh, like like the, the major stations and with the guests they had on, that it was over two decades ago they had discovered that the uh, electronic right. uh, voting machines can be so easily hacked into, and we know that the machines out now are... Uh, right. we, we agree, my friend. We agree. We agree. They okay, be but that's why we can't allow this election to take place with the electronic voting machines, you know? And here's well, another thing. And I said I solved problems. So about 20 years ago, when I was starting to hear this information, because I am an inventor, and I know how to invent a voting apparatus that can't be cheated on, I started contacting people in government, and nobody was interested, period. I wonder nobody why. wanted a, a voting machine that couldn't be uh, hacked, hacked in or, or foolproof of uh, being Tom? rigged, okay? So that's where we're at to, now. Nobody to, want, in government wants an honest voting machine. And that's uh, where Tom? it is with the Democrats and, and Republicans. Tom, hang on, hang on. I'm going to have to, I only have about four minutes left, so I'm going to have to wrap up. But you can call me back on, on Thursday and we can continue this. Um, you're one for two. I disagree with you on the first. Uh, you're right about the voting machines. There's no question about it. And if people, uh, and I know maybe some people are going to be a little uh, skeptical, but they should go watch the movie Kill chain kill chain for some reason it's still on i think it's on amazon prime not sure if you can get it for nothing i think you can on amazon prime you certainly can get it on a few of the others netflix the movie was done before the 2020 election and it talks about how vulnerable the voting machines including uh uh the dominion machine and the esp machine and how vulnerable they were to being hacked, changed. And most of the complainants were Democrats, including Senator Feinstein, Kobachar. It's a movie that is very much ignored now because it virtually predicts that the machines are going to be used to cheat. Now, as an expert on the cheating that went on in that election, with a, with a room filled with thousands of exhibits and affidavits and everything else. Uh, the reason I said that to you is you got to concentrate on more relevant first. They didn't, they didn't uh, fix the election through the voting machines. In fact, the voting machines didn't deliver what they expected. The Democrats never expected a 750 to 800,000 lead in Pennsylvania. The turnout for him was so great. And the public sentiment for him was so great on Election Day that he overperformed, which meant they had to go to the thing that is the most vulnerable in our system, and that is the mass mail-in voting where you don't have to identify yourself because you can uh, put in phony votes before, and when necessary, you can put in phony votes after and make them up. There are reports that are hidden and suppressed that in about four states proved that happened. And if you'd like another movie to watch, with that, which they are suppressing, as if it was some kind of lewd, horrible movie, you should watch 2,000 Mules, done by Dinesh D'Souza, 
And I want you to watch it twice because the technology is technology that is used by the FBI, the CIA, and by almost every large commercial company. It is excellent technology. It's pretty close to flawless. And in all the months since that movie has been out, all the Democrats say is we've debunked it. They haven't found a single situation out of about 20,000 that's wrong. And what it shows is they were stuffing ballot boxes with phony ballots. And in about one third of the cases, they have film to back it up. And in every case, they have a digital trail to prove it. And the Democrats have never confirmed it. They've done the same thing they did about the hard drive, where they said it's Russian propaganda. Of course, eight months later, it turned out not to be, but we already had put the crook in the White House. The same thing is true here. They haven't in any way contradicted a single fact about the movie. They just generally say it's been debunked. They don't tell you by whom. They don't tell you how. And, of course, the corrupt media buys. It. So I, uh, uh, Tom Edison is on, on uh, the right track on that second one. On the first one about the president telling the Congress to resign, I think that would look like he was overstepping his bounds as the commander in chief of a limited government. But number two, it sure as hell would not create a lot of goodwill with the Congress that he's going to have to persuade to pass his legislation. So thanks, Tom. And uh, when it was Thomas Edison, I thought, like Joe Biden, maybe it's the real Thomas. Well, I think. We've come to we've come to the end of the show for today. We'll be back on Thursday, same time at uh, six. Uh, well, on Thursday we'll be. I think we'll be on at five, hopefully with our discussion of the election, and then we'll be on at six with your call. And I think you're going to find the discussion of the election a lot of facts that you don't get elsewhere. Mike, you've got a lot of facts today that you don't get elsewhere. I think you should come to us because we're going to tell you all the news that's suppressed, and we're going to discuss it and analyze it with you, and I want you to participate. 888-627-6008. We'll see you on Thursday.